Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to continue my discussion with Eric Knight of Arenda Technologies. We were discussing the relationship between pH and cyanuric acid and how the cyanuric acid is more of a factor in the chlorine's effectiveness versus a lower pH. And I'm going to continue the conversation. So we're going to continue our discussion on the misnomer that keeping a very low pH is going to make the chlorine more effective um, with cyanuric a- with a high cyanuric acid level in the equation. Leslie's Pool Supplies is a proud partner of the Pool Guy podcast show. Leslie's Pool Supplies has been do-it-yourselfers and pool trade professionals trusted partners since 1963, providing quality products and services to make pool care easy and solutions and expertise to do it right. And so the homeowners that are trying to keep their pH at 7.4 is pretty much something that you don't recommend with this new descent. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of self-defeating uh, because we've been taught, right? And another thing is, I was a competitive swimmer. I hear it all the time that this conventional wisdom in the industry is, oh, well, you have to have a 7.4 to 7.6 because that's the pH of your eyes. Mm-hmm. That's not true. A simple Google search will tell you that's not true. Now, it is supposed to be the pH of your blood, uh, 7.4, but your eyes, depending on how hydrated somebody is, and I looked at sources like, the World Health Organization, like not not just uh, Wikipedia here, depending on the hydration level of the person, your eyes pH can range from the mid sixes to the mid eights. And that's a huge fluctuation in pH. And as a swimmer, I could never tell the pH of a pool. Mm-hmm. I could tell if there were disinfection byproducts in there. I could tell if there were a lot of chloramines because that would be irritating. I could never tell a pH swing. So that that's a myth. Mm-hmm. Um, so the biggest takeaway for the listener with this discussion here, with the relationship between the pH and chlorine, we know the old thinking is that the lower the pH, the more effective the chlorine. But now we've talked about throwing CY into the equation. So let's say that someone's cyanuric acid level is 100 in their pool. What would be something to take away from having the high cyanuric acid in the pool, um, like we mentioned, would make the chlorine less effective. Um, and so the best way in your opinion, to manage the pools to have a lower cyanuric acid level and not to be overly concerned about keeping the pH within that small range that we've been taught, right? Yes, that's that's a good way to summarize it. So for for instance, 100 parts per million stabilizer, like you just said, if you're trying to keep algae from growing in your pool and you're not doing proactive measures like removing phosphates, you have to have a minimum of 7.5% of your CYA to stave off algae and to prevent it. So that's 7.5 parts per million of free chlorine that you must maintain in order to stay ahead of algae. And that's that's the closest estimate that has been extrapolated from models. And we got that number from a guy named Richard Falk, who's on these committees. Uh, he's on the ad hoc committee for CYA. In fact, most of our information comes directly from him. 
Uh, he's the guy who published that chart that I just showed earlier. So the CYA ratio, or the CYA to free chlorine ratio, according to that committee, should not ever exceed 20 to 1. 20 parts per million CYA for every one part per million free chlorine. If you go over that, you're considered overstabilized. Uh, my opinion, you don't ever want to go anywhere near that. So for a homeowner listening or a pool service guy, just make sure you're not overstabilized and you're below that ratio because you will get the sunlight protection you need at 30 to 50, uh, but your chlorine will get used up a little bit faster. That's not necessarily from sunlight. That's because it's working faster to do its job. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a bit of a trade-off, but that is a much more reliable strategy, I would say. Mm -hmm. And so over-focusing on pH is probably not the way to do it if you wanted to balance the pool correctly. Correct, because that fluctuation in pH is going to throw off your LSI too. If you're mm -hmm. making big dips down to 7.2 and you know it's going to be coming back up to 8.0 by the end of the week, that's a dramatic difference. That's a huge swing on the LSI. I would much prefer lower their pH to like 7.6 or maybe stabilizer in their pool. And I'll be the first to tell you, I know that sounds really counterintuitive and it's, it sounds very contrarian. Look at the data. We didn't publish the data. All I'm doing is I'm just the messenger. It won't impact your chlorine strength provided you're not overstabilized with CYA. Let's not forget there are a lot of pools that don't use any stabilizer like indoor pools. On an indoor pool, pH absolutely controls the strength of the chlorine. So it's not like that lesson is false. It's mm -hmm. that it gets overpowered because you have a stronger, uh, you know, basically a stronger variable in there called cyanuric acid. So, it, and it is, it's, it's a, it's kind of like a punch in the gut. It's how it was described to me by veteran pool guys who have been doing this their whole time. Let me ask you a question uh, on your pool route. You've been doing this for a long time and you really know your stuff. 20,000 gallon pool. You've treated a bunch of those, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. The pH is eight when you get there, which is very common because pH is going to climb. You want to lower it to 7.5. How much acid does that take? Yeah, so it takes probably um, a good half gallon, I would say, or close to that. You know, Vast majority of people, I would say nine out of 10 at least around the country, give the same exact answer, half gallon to a gallon. In reality, it's more like a quart. Mm -hmm. And most people don't know that. And that's not an indictment on you. But what's happened is people forget other factors. And so in, in reality, we got to measure the acid because if you are putting in a half gallon, that's way more acid than you need. And if you follow the Arenda app, half gallon of acid from an 8 pH in a 20,000 gallon pool actually drops your pH to more like 6.7 to 6.8, not mm -hmm. 7.5. Well, what do you think that did to the LSI? This yeah. is how liners fade. This is how liners and fiberglass shells deteriorate. And for fiberglass, once that gel coat starts deteriorating, chlorine starts oxidizing it because it's opened up, uh, which we're learning a lot more about that too. But especially for plaster pools, it you know acid plunges to the bottom of the pool and you get an overcorrection locally. And it causes a real mess. And I like to say, this is the truth, we don't get called to the good pools. I've only been doing this three and a half years. Nobody's ever invited me to a good pool. Mm -hmm. It's always a problem pool. And I will tell you the vast majority of the problems that I see have to do with acid. 
being poured incorrectly or too much for a sustained amount of time, whatever it is. And it's because of this psychology that we have to keep lowering the pH every week. And, and you kind of do, but not down to seven, four or below mm-hmm. that, needs, that habit needs to change. And we have to add acid correctly by pre-diluting it. Now, I guess I could throw another variable in there since um, we're talking about the pH and the effect on the water. Um, alkalinity. So it's a buffer to pH in the water. And I know it that is, yeah. with cyanuric acid, you have to do the adjusted alkalinity. I've done a, a podcast on that one before also. Um, so if the high alkalinity is really high in the pool, which in California, we do have some pools of very high alkalinity out here. And if the alkalinity is really high in the pool, the cyanuric acid level, let's say it's in range in the pool, but the alkalinity is really high. When you add that muriatic acid to the pool, doesn't the alkalinity buffer that in some ways? It, it will. Uh, let me make sure I understand your question, though. Okay. You're saying, uh, are you asking when you add acid to a pool, is alkalinity going to slow down the pH drop? Is that what? Yeah, I it's kind like a buffer. Well, um, you know, it takes the old rule, the old thinking, or maybe it's the standard thinking still, even without the adjusted alkalinity, is that if the alkalinity is at 200, it's going to take more, it's going to, even if you put in a half a gallon of acid in that same 20,000 gallon pool, um, the pH is going to bounce much quicker back up because of the alkalinity as a buffer in there versus if the alkalinity was at 60, you add that acid in there, there's no real buffer in the water. I'm just trying to get a handle around the fact, um, adding cyanuric acid to the equation with the chlorine effectiveness, um, but I also want to also um, see if the alkalinity level could also be a factor when you add that much acid to a pool. Okay, I, I understand what you're asking. Um, so alkalinity, we got to think of it as just a kind of a how much sort of question, as opposed to pH, which is a equilibrium that's kind of like a, a seesaw or it's it's a balance and it's constantly moving. Alkalinity is much more easy to co- control and to predict. So if you have a hundred parts per million alkalinity. When you measure total alkalinity, it includes things like hydroxides. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, it includes bicarbonates, it includes carbonate alkalinity, it includes cyanurate alkalinity, which is what needs to be removed in order to get to the carbonate alkalinity for the LSI. Uh, things like borates contribute to the buffering capacity, even phosphates can contribute. And mm. the last two are in a smaller amount, but they still are significant enough that you can manipulate your pH up and down. But there's a different buffering agent that nobody talks about. And and that's because it doesn't buffer pH directly, but it does buffer the LSI, and that's calcium hardness. People don't appreciate calcium hardness, but in reality, it's probably your best friend, provided it's not off the charts high. Mm -hmm. Uh, Calcium provides you a great foundation for a steady saturation index because it doesn't move. Uh, if you ever look at the back of a Tums, like if you ever take, had indigestion and you take those little tablets of Tums, mm-hmm. the key ingredient is calcium carbonate. And at the end of it, you know, dot, 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 antacid. So calcium carbonate is an antacid. Well, that's what alkalinity is. It neutralizes acids. So when you're trying to, say, lower your pH from 8.0 to 7.5, your alkalinity determines how much acid that takes because you have to burn through more of it if the number's higher. So for instance, uh, I'm going to do it on the Arenda app right now while we're on the phone. 
and I'm going to set a 20,000 gallon pool from 8.0 down to 7.5, and I'm going to start at 80 alkalinity. At 80 alkalinity, it takes 28.02 ounces of muriatic acid. 28 ounces. Okay. At 90 alkalinity, it's 31.5 ounces. So now you've gone up another three ounces. At 100 mm -hmm. alkalinity, it's 35.02. And so you see the higher your alkalinity, the more acid it takes to do the same pH correction. Mm -hmm. That's because you have more of a buffering capacity you have to burn through in order to do that. Got it. Yeah, so you're, you're absolutely right. But the pH bounce, like bouncing back, this is my opinion. This is not Arenda's opinion. This is uh, just kind of a gut from what I've heard from customers. I don't think the bounce is because of the alkalinity. I think the bounce is because people aren't adding acid properly because it's mm -hmm. plunging to the bottom of the pool. It's etching. It's pulling out a 12.6 pH calcium hydroxide, and that's the, the cause of the bounce. And if you didn't hear part one of this conversation, this is kind of in the middle of the whole subject. Um, part one, we discuss the relationship between cyanuric acid and the pH and how it affects the kill factor of chlorine. So I suggest listening to part one, of course, um, that way you get the full concept um, with part two, the continuation of the conversation. You can also learn more about this uh, cyanuric acid's relationship with the pH um, at their website, orendatech.com. And there's also a lot of other helpful videos there on their site. So check that out when you get a chance. And the link for part one will be in the pod podcast description here. If you need to find the podcast, you can go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. And the homepage at the very top, you'll see the podcast icon. Click on that. That'll take you to the different podcast episodes listed there on the podcast site. You can click on part one of the Arenda podcast, where we kind of dig deeper into the relationship between the cyanuric acid level and the pH and pH and the chlorine's effectiveness um, in that episode. This one here is a continuation of that in a way, um, talking about the ideal pH level in the pool. Um, so for the full picture, you want to, of course, listen to the first part again. And if you're in the industry and you're doing pool service and you want to enhance your business, or you may just be starting out, um, definitely you may be interested in my coaching program. You can learn more about that at PoolGuyCoaching.com. And there are a lot of great discounts and benefits in the coaching program. Again, you can go to PoolGuyCoaching.com to learn more about that. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick. If you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.